What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Sunday Leagues Investors channel. My name is Brian, and today's episode is with Nia from NP Sports Cards 1. We talk all things about the European Super League, how that affects the soccer card market. We try to approach it from a thoughtful, more factual perspective because it is very emotional. I mean, as fans, it is very devastating to hear what is going on and what possibly could go on. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and let me know down in the comments or in the DMs or you know anywhere uh, and check it out. So definitely give Niam a follow and love you guys. Hey guys, welcome to this footy edition of Vova Cards. Um, I'm Niam at MP Sports Cards 1 on Instagram and I'm joined again by Brian. Brian, thanks for popping on awesome man really excited to talk about what's in store today uh, a lot of things have been going on so just really excited to uh kind of seep through all the emotions right now yeah so what we're talking about today is the esl the european super league uh, which i think they're trying to start as soon as this august which would be crazy <laughs> yeah i saw that essentially what it is for those who don't know the biggest teams in europe the biggest teams from England, Spain, and Italy are forming their own competition, their own league. They're breaking away from the Champions League, which they're currently in. Um, they're breaking away from all the, the their ties with European football and basically creating their own competition where they control, you know, the, the viewership, the rights, the, the way the competition works. Currently, there are no members um, in it from Germany or France. There will be three more places yet to fill. I'm, I'm sure, you know, we're going to see eventually a PSG or a Bayern Munich or someone join in. They want to see if this, if it really uh, gains momentum and gains steam. But essentially, that's that's the biggest revelation that really shocked the entire the entire footy world in the last like 24 hours. Yeah, I mean, we we can't say it wasn't coming, right? Like this was talked about a few months ago. I mean, years ago too. I just saw like an excerpt of uh, Arsene Wenger. Uh, just talking about how this is going to happen in 2009, 10 years from now, you know, and literally 10 years from now, now we're here. Um, I will, I do have some thoughts. I was reading about a little bit why these German clubs didn't actually accept. I, they do have this 50 plus one rule where the fans control the club. So that's going to be very difficult press wise to even figure out. Um, but I could see why it would really help Borussia Dortmund and Bayern Munich just financially wise. And then also, I was reading about how PSG actually his the president has very close ties to UEFA, so like that's something that's kind of hard to navigate. They, you know, he heads like the BN group for Champions Leagues and everything like that, so that's a little tough to deal deal with. But um, really crazy things. I know emotions are running high, but I kind of want to just talk about you know more about factual wise, just kind of like the economics, the supply and demand, right? How that, that really affects the card market. But before we get into that, as a fan, though, Neom. Are you happy um, as a fan? Just, you know, let's just talk about fan-wise. Don't worry about the economic-wise, um, everything else. It's hard because I am excited about the prospect of, I'm, I'm a Man United fan, I'm, I'm excited about the prospect of seeing, you know, Rashford and Bruno up against Ronaldo, Messi, Mbappe every, every week, basically. That is an exciting prospect versus where we are at the moment in Europa League against... I don't, well, I don't know who we just, we beat Granada or something. I don't even know any of their players, but <laughs> like something like that is exciting. It's just, does then the novelty wear off? I mean, I'm, I'm looking at Arsenal fans, right? 
you think Arsenal, who just drew to Fulham on the weekend, really are super excited about playing PSG and um, Barcelona every week? I don't think so. They're going to be sat there with zero points. Well, they're not going to get relegated, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, it, it's an interesting model, right? I know that that's one of the most uh, common narratives I've heard is like this will water down the greatness of seeing yeah. Barcelona go against uh, a Man United right like if we know it's coming every week it's not as special my argument to that is you know it kind of similarly reminds me of like the sec the southeastern conference for college football american football and that's basically where like the elites of um just football programs go at it with each other every single week um and that's that's been exciting that's been working right like like i said i'm not for it right like as a fan it hurts like i'm a valencia fan so don't don't attack me okay like if anything i wish valencia was part of these little super league things so we could like knock off all of our debts but i also have empathy for barcelona real real madrid right like they want to buy holland they want to buy mbappe but guess what they're 900 million dollars in debt but that 3.5 billion dollars in payments to join from JP Morgan, that all so- sudden sounds a lot better deal than what UEFA is giving. And to, to their credit, I mean, they carry the league, right? We saw this last summer, actually, with Messi's contract. You really think La Liga were siding with Barcelona for no reason? No, as soon as Messi leaves La Liga, no one is really watching La Liga, right? So Exactly, right? Like, no one's watching, like you said, Granada. PSG carries the French League, yeah. right? Like, I mean... I don't even think people really watch PSG to begin with. Like that's another argument. I mean, I was reading about how their TV rights deals was down 20% for the next year, the contract. That's a huge blow. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really interesting. I don't know. What are your thoughts economically though? Right? Like just, let's just be factual. Let's not, let's not act like UEFA is like the poster child of being good as well. Right? I think that people are like, oh, UEFA, FIFA are doing the right thing. No, they've been very as just as corrupt, if not more. Yeah. Um, but let's look at economic wise. What, what do you think? If your clubs, football teams, sports teams, they're businesses, right? They're run as businesses and they're built to be businesses. And from an economic perspective, it makes perfect sense because this way they're maximizing their revenue here. And you see this a lot. This is what I'm also trying to make people understand. Sky Sports and, you know, the similar broadcasting networks has paid millions and millions for for decades to secure the rights to the Premier League. When if a European Super League is formed, I see someone like Amazon coming in, buying the rights. And that way, anyone in the entire world can just go on Amazon Prime or, you know, similarly, Disney, and watch it, all the games in one location, right? It's not going to be broken up by regions in the same way Premier League right to solve the sky or like ESPN or something like that. It's going to be completely centralized. Um, and for the clubs, I mean, look, JP Morgan are backing the whole thing. They're, they're getting yeah. 450 million just for accepting the invitation to take part. They're going to get revenue from the back of um, uh, broadcasting, sponsors, all that kind of stuff. And I mean, as a business, I see UEFA as like a gatekeeper in the same way, you know, something like music labels. But you know, if there's a way you can go straight to Spotify, I don't know, seems to make a lot of sense to me. Exactly. I 100% agree. Yeah, right. Like I think, yes, for smaller clubs, this hurts a lot. Right. This this hurts a, a ton, like financially, this is really not ideal. So my thinking is okay well you hear all these guys you know the fa banning you know these premier league teams 
I would argue they need the Premier League teams just as much as they need, you know, like as both each other. Like I think they both need each other, right? You just like how UEFA is like, oh, let's ban these European, uh, the, these guys from the Euros, right? Like, really, you you really think that's gonna happen? I I know in the past FIFA UEFA have done stuff like that before, right? But this is a new time. This is 2021. Like the players run this league, you know, and I think that's what's that's what's the biggest difference right now. People, I just don't think I think UEFA right now is getting getting bullied now, even though they've been the bullies. Um, but let's talk about the card market, right? I think that's a lot of people have been thinking about how does this affect the card market. Let's just say because we don't really know what's going to happen, right? I think this is just announcement. Now we're seeing who's bluffing, who's not bluffing. But let's say these things do get passed. What do you see in the soccer card market? How do you feel? Does this help soccer card market by simplifying the market for people, or does this get watered down? Right. What What are your thoughts, Neil? I think long term this this would help because let, if we look at the card market as it is, right? Champions League runs the card market. Foden, Bellingham, yep. whatever they put in big performances, their cards have gone crazy. Foden has been doing that pretty much every week. He's been at City this season. Hasn't really seen that same kind of rise, except when City beat Liverpool or something. That kind of thing, that's when you see the run-up, right? Um, And again, I think the simplification is another really important bit because for everyone, there's just one thing to focus your attention on. You're not looking at the FA Cup. You're not looking at Carabao Cup. You're not looking at the Premier League. You're not looking at Champions League. You're not looking at Europa League. You're looking in one spot. And again, I, I really think this will happen. So you're looking at somewhere like Amazon or Disney where you can see all the fixtures in one go. Um... I just think I potentially in the short term, the uncertainty or whatever, maybe we see a dip, which, you know, I, I would welcome. I'm just going to be spending all my money. I personally, hey, I've been waiting. I've been waiting. <laughs> yeah. I think, I, no, think I, I agree though. Yeah. In, in the long term. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. You know, let's just say for some reason, UEFA does somehow ban these players and they actually could carry it through. Then, yeah. I can see the modern getting taken a hit. But overall, though, like the fact that I could see Barcelona play against like like a Liverpool yeah. every single weekend, that's very exciting. And like you said, the dynamics of Champions League is really kind of what runs the star card market. Why wouldn't it like why wouldn't it help? Right. Like, I don't believe it actually waters it down. Like you look at all these different leagues, like I hate to be that American, but you look at all these American leagues like NBA is not struggling to create a really good product even though there's no relegation system. I'm not saying it, it's the right thing to do. I'm just saying that it, it don't, we can't just jump to the conclusion like, oh, because it's never been like this, it can't happen like this in the future. Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think so does need some kind of reform in terms of like, because it is really boring for the first four months because there are, you've got these huge giants against these tiny clubs from like Greece who no one, they're obviously never going to win and they never do, right? Occasionally there are upsets. Yeah, that's entertaining, but... They they need to re they need to change that kind of system. So I think there's a compromise that will be made because UEFA need the clubs and the clubs. Well, if UEFA can impose sanctions, then the clubs also do need UEFA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they kind of do need each other if they actually could. And like it's it's going off the fact that they could actually sanction these yeah. these uh, these clubs, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, this is just another another just punching the mouth to UEFA because UEFA, you have to remember, they're changing to a Swiss model where they're adding four more games in the group stages. Like who wants to watch four more games in the group stages um, for these big teams? Not me. 
right? I mean, yeah, there's gonna be the Salzburg of the world where you see the Erling Holland's coming out party. Um, but, but, you know, I think we just have to think logical about it. So I think also another thing is vintage is as safe as it gets. I mean, it's funny, like I'm, I'm in different like discords and everything vintage is vintage. Uh, people are just like, this really doesn't affect me. You know, um, I know Neam, you're just all, you're all ultra modern. You're all modern, which is good. I think it's fine. Um, but it's also another testament that, you know, we shouldn't also bat an eye to vintage as well, because vintage is probably as safe. It's not exciting though. You know, that's it's just not exciting. Um, but you know, it's just a interesting, uh, interesting dynamic, what we're seeing right now. But I just think right now, emotions are super high. Don't be over emotional about these things and, and just don't just sell or buy it as soon as possible. I think there's a lot of things to siphon through. I think the other thing is just the speed at which this has happened, right? We heard rumors of this kind of proposal and it seemed to me anyway, it seemed like it kind of fell through and like it wasn't going to happen. And then yesterday they're like, oh no, we're making an announcement. Like this is happening. This morning, you know, Ed Woodward from United, Juventus director, they've all left there. <laughs> yeah, whoa, yeah. I mean, the, the thing with the, sorry, the thing with the European, the, the Juventus director is hilarious, right? Him, he is. That is pretty crazy. He, sorry, let me just get this right so the, the listeners understand this. So he is the... His, his daughter's godfather is the president of UEFA. And the president of UEFA has come out today and just said, I can't believe there was snakes all around me. Greed is such a yeah, terrible thing. Yeah, I have it right here. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have it right here. He says, I've seen many things in my life. This is from Alexander Zephyrin. I have seen many things in my life. I was a criminal lawyer for 24 hours. I've seen many people. I've never seen anything, anyone like that. Um, before that, he says, we didn't know we had snakes working close to us, but we, we now know, um, it's kind of funny. He says he's, he was a criminal lawyer for 24 hours. That's, I'm not sure if you should add that, but yeah, it's, it's really crazy. I think this is going to be a movie in the making for sure. <laughs> like some sort of Netflix, uh, uh, movie. I would love to watch that, but let's, let's, let's wrap it up. One more thing though. Let's talk about Panini and tops. What does this, what does this mean for Panini and tops? Do you think that really is, is going to give um someone who was joking how leaf could have the rights for the european super league um how do you feel about these rights right like how do you think panini tops are feeling panini tops i spoke to futera earlier i mean they're all going to be gunning for it if they can get it and it's going to be expensive and it but you own those right oh, yeah. you own the card market because every single player actually no no actually no that's not fair that's not fair because we've seen it already with Panini, right? The fact that they own Prism in the in the Premier League, it's not a very good product in general because you, there's no prospecting. Checklist. Yeah, there's no, you can't yeah. make a strong checklist because you can't have good rookies. So I I do think that the Super League license is going to be really big because you can see it in, in Champions League, right? You still get the rookies. You know, you've got the Graven Birches, the Camavingas, the Pedris, whatever. Everyone wants those cards. But there's also yeah. definitely room for whoever doesn't get that one the number two one which will be i don't know some kind of europa league or whatever's left um <laughs> could still be really good for prospecting right that could become like a bowman kind of kind of product yeah we have to think smart about this right you know i think when we first heard panini taking over epl you're like wow that's game over right but when you look through the deep deep end like how checklist really makes a product and what makes a checklist great rookies prospects premier league is not really a prospecting league it's more like okay the end goal like that's the cream of the crop most of the time so that's something that i think if panini is going to be that game changing of rights um even though it is going to be a 
pretty crazy, insane product. But like, let's be real, just because you have Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, Ronaldo and Messi autos, it doesn't mean it's an automatic swing out of the park, right? Like, just look at the EPL prison boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I just think that that license isn't going to be the be all and end all. I mean, it could be exciting and it could make, you know, I don't know what then happens to the Champions League ones and does that Topps Chrome set become, you know, really iconic because it was the first Champions League and now we don't have Champions League. I don't I don't know how it all plays out, but... Yeah, right. It, it brings a lot of hype to cards because again, uncertainty, I think in general is a good thing to bring excitement rather than, you know, the fear that everything could fall off a cliff tomorrow. Exactly. Exactly. It's just, it, you know, this really does help the card market in general. Like more Americans are probably like, well, what's this all about? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we'll, we have to see, we don't really know what's actually going to happen right now. We're just seeing, you know, just different entities going at each other publicly, which is even more hysterical. And we just got to be able to just sit, sit down, look at the facts. Right. And just be kind of just thoughtful about the whole entire situation instead of saying, oh, football is dead. Right. Because that's not obviously true. Because like I'm looking through these comments a lot of people are saying, I'm never watching football. I'm never supporting this club ever again. Guaranteed, when this Super League gets launched, I can guarantee you they're going to be watching, right? There's a reason why people are watching Jake Paul fighting Ben Askren. Yeah. Even though they said boxing is dead. So just think about that. I think a lot of times people say one thing, but they do something else. So that's just kind of my thoughts, though. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I've heard other United fans saying, this is terrible. Glazers are going to have ruined the club. Blah, 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 which is, you know, fine, you have your opinion. I, that That's fair. But if you're telling me that we, you're not going to be sat there in front of the TV when we play Real Madrid or something in the first ESL fixture, fixture you, I think you're lying. Because that is going to be... Yeah, really- good one. Good one. Is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not watching... I'll be real. Like I said, I, I, I love Sheffield United, but I'm not going to be watching Sheffield United versus West Ham, man. You know, I, I'd be watching... In Barcelona going at it with, um, like I said, even Arsenal, right? I mean, I don't want to hate on Arsenal, but you know, it's kind of funny Arsenal's in it though. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, anyways, you, you have anything else to add, Donium? Or, um, I just think, sorry, I just think people need to just take their time, just read into it, process it, um, and then decide. Don't if you get caught up in the emotions of it. There's a bigger picture here and I understand everything about greed, right? Because everyone who owns these football clubs, they're all billionaires. What is an extra 10, 15, 20 million to them? I, I understand that. Yeah, and American too. So a lot of these are American. Yeah, exactly. So there, there's, there's all like, oh, they don't understand the game, blah, blah, blah. Like Cronkies b- to build his new Ram stadium. He's literally, le- he's using Arsenal Football Club as collateral, which I think is the funniest thing in the world. Like if we can't pay for the stadium, you can just take Arsenal. That's how little we care about it. I mean, I feel like Arsenal fans will be happy about that, though. So uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, you don't want him running into club, but you know, like, like I want to just re- reiterate the sentiment too. Just don't be over emotional about everything. I think the soccer card market is going to even get hotter, especially because I really just cannot see UEFA banning these players from Euros, right? Like yeah. it, that. So, yeah. All right, guys. But anyways, um, with that being said, I know you, yeah, I was like, you opened, you opened, 
the the uh, podcast. But I'll close the podcast. But thank you for listening. We'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs>